0: Welcome to episode 14 of the Avatar Hour podcast, the show where we discuss all things Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. I'm Andre. And I'm Kayla. And this week we are recapping and discussing episodes 115, Bato of the Water Tribe, and 116, The Deserter of Avatar The Last Airbender. Now before we get started, we do want to let you, the listener, know that we will be discussing full spoilers for both Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. But you are free from spoilers regarding any Avatar Universe comic books and also the Rise of Kiyoshi and Shadow Kiyoshi prequel novels. Before we get started, Kayla, how are you doing? How's your week going? I mean, I know we're only halfway through the week, but how's it going?
1: I'm tired, but that's nothing new, is it? (laughs) Yeah. Like, it feels like ever since midterms, like, school has gone from, like, zero to 100. It's just been, like, as soon as I... It's like like fighting a Hydra, you know? It's like, as soon as you finish one assignment, two more show up, you know?
0: I, I, you know I gotta tell you as someone who has graduated school forever and is most likely not going back the first year after graduating and not having school you realize a lot of things you realize that school is like 95% bullshit and 5% having a good time with other people um and the rest of it is just like oh I have time to like think about things now and like do the things that I used to do before college that used to bring me joy, but I never had the mental energy to do before. <laughs> so yeah. it seems tough now, but you will you can get through it. You, I mean, you're a senior. You've done it three times already. So
1: Yeah, well, I also have another year after this because I'm starting grad school. I'm technically doing two degrees at once right now. I'm, like, finishing one starting another. So I'm not quite That's there true. yet, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> It'll be worth
0: it. It'll be worth
1: it. Yeah. yeah. I just –
0: oh, my God. I just realized – we didn't do this the last episode because none of our episodes, this one or the last one is going to fall on Halloween. And by the time this comes out, Halloween will already be over and done with. So I hope you guys had a, a good Halloween, all things considered. Yeah. Hope you guys had a good time staying in, hopefully, and, you know, watching a movie, a Halloween movie or something, you know, getting dressed and then uh, in your costume and then getting drunk. This is what I plan on doing.
1: Nice. Um,
0: what are you dressing as for Halloween? Have you decided... I don't want to say no one knows what my costume is.
1: Uh can you just say cuz I might know it. I might. I'm slightly cultured.
0: No. no, it's no no no, it's not it's not based on anything. It's it's an original oh. creation. Oh. If you guys want to know? Tune into my my Twitter and Instagram.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah, are you dressing up as
0: anything? Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice.
1: Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes i got the green hairspray. i got the outfit yes i have i'm it's more so like the broadway hair do beetlejuice with the green hair because mm. i know like the movie's got white hair but you know what shut up i like the broadway beetlejuice too i like both
0: so that's on my listing list i want to want to uh take a listen to that uh speaking of uh halloween themed things how is how was your uh viewing of the nightmare before christmas kayla <laughs> I, tried oh, doing the I see
1: I see <laughs> someone so insert so insert the coffee.
0: <laughs> so what I'm what I'm hearing is that you you failed.
1: I did at fail. your,
0: your, you had one job.
1: I did. I had so many jobs though other than that job.
0: <laughs> Kayla. Ugh.
1: Yeah. but it's also the nightmare before Christmas. so I think as long as I do it before Christmas, I think it's okay.
0: Yeah, you said that three weeks ago when you said, if, as long as I watch it before Halloween, it'll be okay. Mm. All right. Well, listeners, if I come back for season two just by myself, you know exactly what happened. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> A fireable offense not watching The Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Didn't know this it
0: was that serious. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's got to be before Christmas. It's It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Shame. You should be feeling it. All right, let's talk about the news. No Avatar news, but again, here's your weekly reminder about our upcoming live stream. We will be holding our first ever live stream episode on November 28th, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where Kayla and I will be reacting to and discussing the 2009 favorite Avatar live-action film, The Last Airbender.
1: Wait, was that 2009? Yeah. Really?
0: Was it not? Oh no! Now you got me. Now you. Got Sorry, me I thought that
1: two
0: thousand. Wait, it's It has to be. Or am I mixing it up with the action? Oh no! It's two thousand ten. Oh, I was mixing it up with Avatar because
1: there's two Avatar movies that came out. For some reason, I thought that the Avatar, like the last Airbender movie, came out like in like the Ugh. in like two thousand six or something. I thought it was earlier than that.
0: I think I've been saying that on the last couple episodes too. Well. All right, 2010 Avatar live-action film, The Last Airbender. I'm glad I caught that before we put out any promos for that. Jesus. <laughs> um, Yeah, so the live stream will be hosted on YouTube, we have decided. And we'll be starting the actual movie around 7.30ish, so we can give people plenty of time to get logged in and settled and whatnot. Um, as far as the movie portion of it goes, the movie component, we're going to try and sync up our movie with you guys at home the idea is that we hit play and just let the movie run until the very end if you want to watch the film no pausing (laughs) uh, which will be a challenge but you know if you would like to watch the film alongside us the film is available on netflix where we will be watching it and i think it's also available for free on amazon prime if you have that Mm -hmm. we will be posting the link for the live stream on all of our socials the day of and hopefully a couple days before still figuring that out um, if you want to follow us on those socials so you don't miss any of those important updates or links, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Avatar Hour podcast and on Twitter at Avatar Hour. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hope to see you guys there. Make your own drinks. We're really looking forward to it. We were just talking about this before we started. We only have two more recap ep- recap episodes after this, and that's season one of Avatar. And then we do one more episode after that, and that's season one of the show, which is wild because I- it feels like we've been doing this show for three seconds it does not feel like we've been doing it for two months
1: yeah it feels like it's been like super fast and also it feels like we've been doing this for a long time at the same time because not how 2020 in general like time yes. in 2020 feels like it feels like it's going way too fast and also like yes. just way too slow at the exact same time
0: yes yes exactly but it, yeah it's crazy 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 Everything's All right. crazy. cool well that's it for our new section Let's get into the episode recaps.
1: Okay. So, the first episode of today's recap is 115 Bato of the Water Tribe. um Let me start by saying that, like, I totally forgot that both these episodes existed. Really? Yeah. I kind of forgot about them. Like, I was like, Bato of the Water Tribe, what happens in this one? Wait, like, who's the deserter in the next one? And then, like, the memory starts and Then, like, the jog my memory again because I remembered, like, because I know that, like, uh, I got I was like, I didn't know when um they were like Zuko and Ira were going to run into June. I thought that was season two for some reason. I don't know why, that huh. I did. And then, um yeah, I just kind of forgot pretty much the entirety of Bato the Water Tribe. And then Deserter, I mostly just remember that Aang at some point burns Katara. So, yeah.
0: I mean, the Bato the Water Tribe one I can kind of get, but I feel like the Deserter is like a pretty... I'm not going to say iconic, but it's a pretty memorable episode.
1: I thought I guess, it was. I guess kind my of memory is just garbage then or something. Because, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually really did enjoy the deserter episode. I just forgot that it happens, like, that soon into the show. Mm. I felt like, because I, yeah, I do right. remember Jong Jong. I remember the going, going to the festival and things like that. Right. But I don't remember. Uh, I just don't remember, like, when those happened. It almost felt like they were, like, two different episodes, you know? Mm. So I thought they were at different points in the series. So yeah, anyway. <laughs> the episode opens up with Aang finding a sword that's made of a whale's tooth, which Sokka immediately identifies as a water tribe weapon. Um, in case anyone forgot, but it's okay if you did, there is a brief flashback and another flashback later. Uh, all of the men in the Southern Water Tribe had gone out to fight the Fire Nation, including Katara and, so- and Sokka's dad. Mm-hmm. So in case you forgot that from the first episodes of the series, now you remember. Um, so the gang then search the area for any other Water Tribe soldier activity, and they find the remains of a Fire Nation versus Water Tribe battle. Honestly, that would be so cool to watch. Not that we we are going to get we're going to get our fill in the season finale, which is mm-hmm. great. But I was remember thinking like that would be a really cool fight to watch. <laughs> um, so then they follow the trail from the battle to a beach where they find a Water Tribe boat, which was uh, from their dad's fleet. I believe they said it was from his dad's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from their dad's uh, fleet. So then smash cut to Ira drinking tea with Zuko and their little moment of quiet is ruined when a creature called a Shurshu, which is mounted by a bounty hunter, jumps onto the ship. She says that she's after a stowaway. Zuko insists there is no stowaway, but the Shurshu says, psych, and eats, you know, snuffs out the stowaway, rips out a chunk of the boat floor and pulls him out and then paralyzes him uh, with like a, with its tongue, like, Bleh. you know. Yeah pokes him did
0: you did you avatar wiki the name of this creature because i don't think it was in the episode no she
1: said it she said it the name she did yes
0: oh i just completely missed it
1: but also i did look at the avatar wiki Because all well, the Netflix subtitle like had it spelled differently than the Avatar wiki, which the Avatar wiki has it spelled more phonetically. But the Netflix I would
0: subtitle... well, I would yeah, I would probably take Avatar wiki's word over it. Because remember, in the a couple of episodes ago, where they spelled Sozen, S O Z E N on Netflix, right? Yeah, right. So I'm 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 I defect to Avatar wiki on all spellings. Yeah,
1: yeah, good point. Good point. Um, and you can practically see the light bulb go off in Zuko's head as the bounty Hunter explains that her sure shoe can smell a rat a consonant away. And then the Bounty Hunter runs off to go get her money. Um, yeah, definitely part of my gay awakening with child June slash the Bounty Hunter. She's hot, man. She's Awesome. Anyway, flashback, like I mentioned before, Asaka is a kid who's painted in full warrior, you know, water tribe warrior makeup and ready to go fight with his dad, uh, you know, against the Fire Nation. And his dad says, like, nope, you're too young to go to war, buddy. Um, help you just stay here and protect your sister. This is a really important job for you to do too. Um, so yeah, little Sokka.
0: Really touching. Like, really gives you a more of an insight to how um how Saka, uh, why Sokka is the way he is in some mm-hmm. instances. When especially when he's very protective over his sister. Like, it's not just the fact that he's the older brother. It's that. It was this, like, job, job that was given to him by his father. So, and
1: yeah. And he's also kind of in charge of, like, the entire village, too. Like, protecting the village itself, you know? like Right. Felt, and also, I mean, can
0: I can I just say, the, the way they also handle that, too, it's like, Sokka never, po- at no point ever goes... Dad told me to protect you, and protect the village, and that's what I'm gonna do because that's what he like. They don't need to do that on the show. No. Like we know that that's what Sokka has to do because it's the way that Sokka acts and presents himself and the way he he protects his sister above anyone. So mm-hmm. I I love that it's it doesn't have to be super highlighted. Like it's just a very subtle thing to Sokka's character.
1: It's like it's a big. It's literally like a textbook example of show don't tell
0: yeah yeah
1: you know which i've heard is a bit of a problem in the avatar movie but we're not there yet oof we're not there yet anyway flashback gets interrupted by someone walking up to their campsite it turns out it's a water tribe guy named bato who is a friend of Sokka and katara and uh their dad um clearly they're very happy to see them to see him but he kind of gets like a ignored by Vato which she, you know I mean I guess he's very excited to see like Saka and Katara but like mm-hmm. you know Aang's like you know you introduces he bows and introduces himself and he just kind of just doesn't say anything to him <laughs> I don't know it's kind of like oh
0: yeah I think they were trying to plant the seed of, of oh yeah the not the like the distrust but like the um
1: the off-puttedness
0: thing. about him that makes Aang do what he does in the episode. But yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, I know I noticed things now that I didn't notice before. Um, or if you
0: want to take it, you know, uh, real deep.
1: Yeah, go for
0: it. Maybe Bato is kind of like, hmm, the Avatar is the reason why we had to leave to go fight the Fire Nation and why we're away from our families. Ooh. If you wanted to go that route... But okay. I feel like that's that's reaching. Really just explored that
1: much in that episode, but you know what? That does make sense in canon. So you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so they go with Bato, uh, and he invites them to uh, this place where he's staying, which is some kind of convent. And he's been treated there uh, by the nuns after the battle. And um, the nuns make perfume, which it's a secret tool they'll help us later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then like soccer cracks a joke about Appa spelling bad and it's the return of the cough gag. Like
0: I screamed, I completely was not prepared <laughs> for the return of the cough. Was I, not prepared at all. It's one of my
1: favorite running gags like in the history of I audibly shows. went <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> It's like Oh man it's like almost as good as like any of the running jokes in Arrested Development you know Like oh, Arrested yeah. Development's like the master of like running jokes and this one's like you know Up on that list of best running jokes on TV shows For sure Um, I just wanted to comment on that it's the only reason why I mentioned the perfume thing immediately is because And my, my ears
0: are, are out and open for future occurrences of the cough
1: Seriously So then Bato invites them into his room, which has traditional water tribe decor, including animal pelts, which is another point, another kind of jab to Aang about, like, you know, how he doesn't fit in with this because, you know, he's the vegetarian. It's like another literally jarring, like, direct contrast type thing. So, you know, I see you, writers. I see Mm. you, you know now remind me which is
0: cool remind me because i i watched this episode last week did does ang like visibly recoil at the animal pelts
1: you kind of like oh animal pelts like that that's great you know we kind of like the because you remember that he's the veget. nothing could be better kind of like it's kind of like the sarcastic like uncomfortable kind of approach to it right right, oh right you're a vegetarian i keep forgetting that interesting so yeah um and then so- uh, Sokka and Katara catch up with Bato and unintentionally leave Aang out. You know, yelling that a little further. Yeah. Meanwhile, the bounty hunter June—that's her name—easily um, crushes a dude in arm wrestling. Which, you know, that's my kind of lady right there. This was such know. a <laughs> yes, yes. It's my kind of girl.
0: There is no way this woman is straight. No. I- I- I'm just gonna say it. Oh right my here, god! Right now. <laughs> You're
1: absolutely right. Like. Uh-
0: this is like this is like a Sami prototype one like one like this is like
1: Got the Sami like yeah Got the
0: Sami yes
1: Got the Sami <laughs> like there you go I see it now I see it now and I can't unsee that or is a also-
0: Sami nicer June we don't know
1: you know what it could be both right it can go in both directions that's Swing. true swings both ways I guess. Oh, Zuko... she swings both ways. Yeah, you know? exactly. There you go. Same so a <laughs> I had to put that joke in there. It was important. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, Zuko and Iroh come in after she wins the arm wrestling match, and Zuko demands that uh, to use the shurshu to track down uh, Aang by using Katara's necklace. You know, because he took it from an oh, yeah. earlier episode. Uh, yeah. And so, cut back to the A plot. Bata says that he's expecting a message from Sokka and Katara's dad about his whereabouts. Once he gets it, Sokka and Katara can come with him to see their dad again. Hooray! But then Aang uh, runs off so he doesn't hear Katara and Sokka say, like, no, like, we gotta honor our promise to Aang and help him get to the Northern Water Tribe. And Bata's understanding about that, which is great. I mean, we don't, but Aang doesn't see that happen. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he conveniently leaves before he hears him say that. But also, like, didn't they mention before this that they're going to the Northern Water Tribe with Aang? So why would Bato, like, be like, or you can see your dad? Like,
1: why would he? I don't remember him- them saying something about going to the Northern Water Tribe with him. I don't. I at least saw this this morning. Why don't I remember it? Like, it was more like, uh, I think he's like, oh, I heard that you guys were traveling with the Avatar, I think, is what he was saying so yeah
0: but even i mean here's the thing i'm not i'm not trying to come for bato or anything but like no (laughs) he he must like even if they didn't say that they're going to the northern air northern water tribe with ang he kind of is should be able to infer like oh hakoda's kids are traveling with the avatar it must be important maybe i shouldn't try to like i don't know it seems like bringing up, like, the fact that they could go see their dad even though, like, they're doing something with the Avatar kind of, like, pulls them in both ways, and, like, they're kids, and they they can get really, Ooh. like... Do you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Now I see it. Okay. Okay, like, I see you.
0: if I was Bato and I know that they are on, on an unpreventable mission, mission with the Avatar, I wouldn't try to be like, hey, kids, You could also go see your dad instead. Like, I wouldn't want to burden them with that because now they're thinking, oh, like, we could have been, we could have seen our dad, but we have to go do this.
1: Good point. I don't know.
0: I'm not trying to comfort Bato, but it was something that I was thinking, like, Hmm. why? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm. Anyway, so while he's out, while Aang's out, you know, thinking that his friends are going to leave him behind. Uh, and gets the message that Bato is talking about uh, about Sokka and Katara's dad uh, where he is, and he keeps it from them. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Eng then, uh, he does cover the prints of the ostrich horse to prevent Bato from knowing when the message arrives uh, in the morning. So then Bato decides to take Sokka to go ice dodging, which is apparently a rite of passage for young men in the water tribe, but they do it with rocks instead of ice. And uh, <laughs> Aang's position on the boat, so like Bato takes a step back and just sits at the, the front of the ship and just like, okay, you guys do this, you know. You go now, it's your turn to drive. <laughs> you right. get to drive the car now. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a more deadly version of, like, your driver's test, almost. Basically. <laughs> Not that I think of it. But, um, Aang's, he says that Aang's mission is all about trust. Mm. I, I I just put in, like, the, the doc, ooh, <laughs> like, when I, because that was my exact thought when that happened. Yeah. And then we get to see Sokka's leadership skills in action again as they dodge the rocks. And they successfully make it happen. You know, teamwork. Go Team Avatar. Um, and then Bato gives each of the kid a mark. Sokka gets the mark of wisdom. Katara gets the want mark of bravery. And Aang's about to get the, tr- he gets the trust mark. Then he's like, nope, I'm not worthy of this. He wipes it off. Uh, because he said that he he admits that he hit the, he hid the message and uh Guitar and Sokka walk away, which they're obviously pretty pissed and hurt at Aang's choice.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I love this. I love the fact that Aang that they made Aang do this because it makes it's so easy to write Aang as just an innocent, happy go lucky, never does anything wrong kind of character. But he the fact powerless. that he has his moments of selfishness and and um acts in his own self-interest from time to time just makes him so fucking real and i really appreciate it and yeah. that's why that this was this thing right here is why i didn't forget this episode i'm not co- trying to come for you kayla but um, yeah okay. can come. <laughs> he i already, remember you roasted
1: me once this episode, no so <laughs> okay, do it
0: again. i'm not trying to come for you i just remember like as a kid being visibly like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? Like, why would he do that? He's the Avatar. He's supposed to do everything, like, good and wise and balanced and fair. But this is, you know,
1: it's not... He's a human.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's a human. He's a child. He acts in his own self-interest from time to time.
1: I also um, wanted to point out that it could have been, like, another, like, liar-revealed storyline where, like, this person, like, you know, clearly it's, like, if it's in the title, liar-revealed. But like, you know, it's something, it's like an external force or someone else reveals the truth and like the liar, you know, pays the consequences. Right. Aang is the one that comes clean. Aang is the one, yep. So you gotta, I mean, that's like a pretty, you know, it's a pretty, that's testament to his character right there, you know?
0: I think the wrong way to have done it would for Aang to hide the message and not show him struggle with that decision. Because Mm. we do see him struggle with it. Yeah. And that's why it's an easily redeemable when thing. The,
1: when he gets the truth, like when he gets like the, the trust uh, position, right. when he gets someone uh, like he arrives back there after hiding it in his jacket, you know, yep. as soon as he gets the message and he's like, oh, everything's fine. Oh my God. you know, I don't feel any guilt whatsoever. And that's you know? the
0: reason why we are back on his side by the end of the episode, because we have seen him struggle with it. And we have seen him to a certain extent pay for it. Like there were consequences to it, even if they weren't, permanent or long lasting, there were consequences that he still had to suffer. So yeah, they did it. Consequences. <laughs> they were very and I like your point about how it wouldn't have hit the same if it if the message like accidentally fell fell out of his shirt or something or someone else revealed that he hid the message. Like I think it's it's good and on track for Ang's character for him to not be able to live with that guilt and mm. to be the one to come out with his own sin. Like I think that that works very well.
1: We stand. <laughs> We stand the writers, we stand the characters <laughs> That's good Yeah, so um, Meanwhile, Zuko, Iroh And June, who uh, are all Tracking the scent uh, to the Herbalist From the Blue Spirit episode And they uh, she thinks that her cat Miyuki got in trouble With the Fire Nation again I want to know, what did Miyuki do to get in trouble with the Fire Nation? What kind what of
0: di- deep state Conspiracy was Miyuki a part of Tint That the Fire Nation time. Has put her on their shit list? <laughs> i love that
1: tinfoil hats out let's theorize if you if, you, if you want if you have a fan theory about what, what miyuki did please email us you know avatar the avatar hour podcast at gmail.com, you know or direct message us i would love to hear your head headcanons about what miyuki did
0: <laughs> and just make them completely nonsensical too oh my god we like she tried to be- overthrow the fire lord like i want to hear shit like the that. the more
1: nonsensical the better and you know what? If, it, if we get any good ones we'll read them on the next episode yes like, please the- do it please yes do
0: that's it. a promise that's a promise
1: Oh, my God. So then they also just basically kind of do like a recap of the last couple episodes before this, basically by visiting, uh, you know, the, the Herbalist and uh, Miyuki and then going to Aunt Wu's village. And then... Which is cool. I, I appreciate
0: that. I appreciated it. Yeah, because, again, it's the whole the world feels lived in sort of thing. These characters live beyond, um, you know, the when- 20 minutes that they're on the screen. I really like exactly. that. It's a subtle touch, but I appreciate it all the same.
1: Plus, you know, we always like we like cats, but we like Miyuki, so you know. Yeah, yeah. on the legend Miyuki. Supreme
0: Lord Supreme Overlord Miyuki.
1: <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> so, Asaka uh, and Katara make up their minds to go and visit their dad and leave Aang to go to the Northern Water tribe by himself. And then bada bang, bada boom, a Shershu arrives and forces the gang to get back together essentially. But before the Shurshu ruins the party, uh, the not party, the the separation party, I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to be funny. That's not working. Uh, but anyway, so Sokka and Katara change their minds about leaving Aang behind, and they try to go back. Um, Bato gives them the map to the Dad so they can find him later. Then they get captured by Zuko, Iroh, and June, and paralyzed with the venom from the Shurshu. Aang got the warning to run by the mother superior of the abbey that he that they were staying at. Um, and then he swoops in to save them. So yay, you know, friendship. So they end up having. I actually think this is one of the coolest set pieces that I've seen so far. Like, one was so creative. Too. I think, like, you know, it's kind of like it's Shurshu versus Appa, So the animals get to fight each other, and then we have Zuko versus Aang, uh, which you know, is cool stuff going on. Ira's just sampling the perfumes, and um, but I guess my favorite part I- of this <laughs> is the fight over the uh the well. Yes,
0: yes. Let's. Just, can we backpedal can just to talk about, Iro? Let's
1: backpedal to Iroh. Because
0: that I don't know how to explain it, but that is symbolically me in my life. Like when there's so much confrontational shit going on in my life, which it feels like there always is. I'm just in the background sampling some perfumes. Like I'm just so <laughs> unbothered. I I love this, and the fact that Iro is like I could help him, but. And he eyes those those perfume canisters in the corner samples, of the abbey. He steals, and he's just one. Like, he, and he steals one. And he steals, he steals one. one. We see you, mind. Ira. We see you. Um, Real quick, though, this fight. Yes. Over the well. loved that. But yeah, there is that, that that part where they're on the roof. And I noticed something really cool Um, where Aang is against one of the pillars and there's a head on shot. Of Zuko running at him with the with a like a fire blast behind him I'm about to fire blast him, and then Aang jumps over him, and it, it the shot is essentially exactly the same, but it's Aang running at him with the same kind of move, Ooh. and I just thought that was a really cool like sort of parallel kind of thing because I think this is, really the, the <laughs> this is really the first fight with their foils. This is really the first fight with him. Also, wait, hold on freeze pause This is after the Blue Spirit episode, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well there we go. That's a whole different dynamic now because now they're fighting knowing that they can fight together very well, but now they have to fight against each other. Mm. I wait wait a minute. That's a layer I did not realize until this very moment and I fucking love that. Yeah. That is probably why this fight hits so differently is that it's a, it, it's intense and hesitant at the same time. Oh my god. Oh.
1: I didn't even think
0: about that love 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 that because I was just about to say like like these fight scenes are really starting to find the rhythm and the pace of of the really good avatar fight scenes but the fact I realizing that that comes after they're them fighting with each other in the blue spirit episode that's a whole other meaning baby I Mm. love that
1: that's how I mean, we know it's after the Blue Spirit because we see the herb, the, the, like, right. the Herbalists, so we know it's after that. the storm. Right. You know, and it's after Aunt Wu's episode. Sorry, I don't remember. The Fortune Teller. Sorry. I'm, I literally recapped that episode last week. Was it? No. Two, <laughs> two weeks. weeks ago. God. Two weeks ago. Ugh, time You're has forgiven. no meaning anymore. It's 2020. <laughs> You're
0: forgiven. It's fine.
1: Okay, okay. Anyway, we're almost done. We're almost done. Okay. So, uh... Yeah, so they fight, you know, cool fight scene. Uh, like fight. you said, they definitely are fighting their footing with the uh, with the action set pieces, which, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It makes me even more excited for, like, the season finale, because, you know, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good, y'all. Uh, so then Sokka, Katara, and the nuns end up weaponizing the perfume against the Shurshu without having a clear sense of smell. It can't see Aang anymore and accidentally paralyzes Zuko in June. Um, Ira kind of is a little bit of a kind of gross moment where he pretends to get paralyzed so that June lays on top of him. But, like, I mean, it's not as bad as some people were making it out to be. And I'm like, mm, I can, I know, no,
0: definitely kind of not. Like, it's not great, me. but yeah. it's also, like, not because I have seen, um, posts about how, um, no one talks about the fact that Iroh was, like, super, like, sexually harassing June or something. And I'm like, oh, like, maybe. And then I watched the episode, and I'm like, I wouldn't call it sexual harassment, no. but it's also not great either. Yeah, I
1: mean, also I'm not switched. trying to
0: pass it off because it was it no, was kind no, no, of weird, no. but yeah, yeah.
1: I, I definitely said it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Honestly, because I knew because as soon as I saw June in the episode, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what people talk about with like some of the yeah. Well, this is moments. also
0: the episode where people call Aang an emotional manipulator. So
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Huh? So, like, I mean, I just, I just thought it'd be a lot worse because of people, because of how people were making, some people were making it out to be. But, like, I mean, again, it's not it's like still it's not, great it's not great, guys. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't condone that kind of behavior. uh But, you know, it's still not quite as bad, but, okay, let's, I think if we keep saying, we're just going to keep saying it over and over again, if we keep <laughs> dwelling on this moment. So let's just move on. Uh, so now the gang realizes how much time they're losing, and they're off to the Northern Water Tribe, but not yet, because we still have one more episode and one more uh, detour. At least one more,
0: right? I love that these past couple of episodes have ended with them being like, oh my god, we have to go into to the Northern Tribe, and there's still like six episodes of them not getting to the Northern Water Tribe <laughs> just yet.
1: It's like, me with the, it's like me with an assignment, like, oh, you know, I'll get it done tomorrow. Oh, I should probably get this done. I should probably get this done, and it's like, two days and forth do like i okay I
0: well that shit. no that that's me with um anytime i have to like donate clothes to like the thrift store or the goodwill or something it'll, that shit will sit in my car for months <laughs> and then i remember on the off chance that i open my trunk for whatever reason oh yeah i still have those clothes in the back i need to go <laughs> they've been sitting there for six years maybe i should go you know put those in Ooh, a goodwill yeah, bin
1: good idea, good idea. <laughs> you checked your car recently when's the last time you did that
0: I'm fairly certain, I can say with 98% certainty that there are no more goodwill donations in the back of my truck. <laughs>
1: um, but Aang does give Katara her mother's necklace back and she kisses them on the cheek and the episode ends them flying off into the sunset. Oh.
0: That's it for that episode. We will be right back with more of the Avatar Hour after this ad break. And we're back. All right, let's get into 116, The Deserter. Like so many other Avatar episodes, we start with a gang needing a place to buy supplies, in this case food. Uh, they happen upon this flyer for the Fire Days Festival, an event that promises, quote, Fire Nation cultural exhibits, jugglers, benders, and magicians. And go. Aang, for some reason, believes that this would be a good place to study real firebenders. Okay, so this okay, is like-
1: okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Season 2, yes. they literally go to a Wrestlemania event to try to find an earthbending teacher. Okay? This is consistency. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is consistent dumbassery is exactly. what it is. Exactly.
1: It's, it's something that kids would do. It's something that kids yeah, would Aang do. Yeah, Aang is like,
0: this circus right here? Yeah, I think I'll find a great firebending, firebending teacher. That's funny. Um, On the other side of the board, Sokka points out Aang's Wonder poster that we saw in the Blue Spirit episode, along with the Wonder posters for the Blue Spirit himself, and two other faces we don't recognize. Katara and Sokka are hesitant to go to the festival, but Aang wins them over, and they all put on disguises and promise to leave if they see trouble, which Sokka (laughs) highly doubts, and he is right. It's like, oh yeah, Um, we
1: always leave. It's like, what the hell? I think I wrote this down. He said, like, because we always leave before we get into trouble.
0: Exactly. Sokka is just trying to get them to their final destination. That's all he's trying to do. I support him 100%. (laughs)
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, and so, yeah, they decide upon disguises, which consist of two cloaks and Aang pulling his shirt over his head. God We're bless just... these children.
1: So, he's so cute, though.
0: <laughs> As the gang leave, his we see... this
1: face is just so cute when he pulls the head over his head and just like...
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. As the gang leave, we see someone in the trees looking at them sp- suspiciously, and he follows them as they arrive they notice that the people in attendance are donning these theater masks so they too grab some for themselves admittedly better disguises than the one they had already um as they make their way through the fire oh my god i put fire festival
1: fire fest in the dog without without (laughs) even wait did you spell with a y (laughs) no
0: without even thinking it the fire fest oh jesus christ Okay, it's as they we're make calling, their way we're
1: calling it Fire Fest for the rest of this episode. It's Fire Fest, the one. Okay, Fest. as they make
0: their way through the Fire Fest, Sokka <laughs> makes the Sokka makes the mistake of eating too many flaming hot fire flakes, and they also pass by a group of kids watching a propaganda puppet show that depicts the Fire Lord burning an Earthbender puppet. Cool. Yeah. They move on until they finally happen upon a Firebender performer who asks for a volunteer from the audience and Katara gets pulled up onto the stage like it's um.
1: <coughs> what's that show.
0: singing group? Oh no, it's the Cirque du-, Cirque du Soleil that always asks for a volunteer to come up to the stage or something.
1: Yeah, my uncle is one of them. You, and uh, Your uncle's in Cirque, Cirque du Soleil? He got pulled on the stage for a Cirque... I went to a Cirque oh. du Soleil when I was 10. I
0: thought, I thought you said your uncle was in Cirque du Soleil.
1: <laughs> no, that man, that man could, uh, that, no, that man would not be on the bed like that. But he did, he's the one that got the tickets. He's like one of the volunteers. So they like, they oh, the okay. That, like, the clown's like, happy oh Wednesday, everyone. <laughs> that, I love it's that. It's Wednesday for us right now. <laughs> just saying but yes my uncle was like pulled he got pulled from the crowd i think he was just supposed to do like a goopy noise or something because was like one of the clowns that did it but anyway anyway go keep going we're gonna get off track very 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 quickly we already did
0: <laughs> um believing that car uh believing that guitar is in trouble ang hops on the stage and airbends in front of the audience and reveals himself consequently uh the cloaked figure that was following them earlier on in the episode tells them to follow him and they run from the fire nation guards uh cool thing i noticed the airbending move that Aang uses to put out the fire dragon is actually the same airbending move we see in the show's opening where we see the shadowed airbender um do that move that that segues us into the the you know the monologue the opening monologue so i thought that was cool um with some help from the cloaked stranger, they narrowly escape as Appa saves them. Uh, and we learn that the stranger is a defected Fire Nation soldier by the name of Che. Che tells the gang about the man he serves, Zhangjong the deserter, a firebending genius that was the first to survive leaving the Fire Nation army. Which, yikes! Yeah, um, yeah. 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 Che also happens to be the second, but according to him, he doesn't. You don't get remembered for stuff like that. Um, for being second. Uh, che followed them into the festival because he believes that the deserter would be the perfect teacher for Aang, and they decide to go meet him right as they get ambushed by Zhang Zhang's guards, I'm going to say. I don't know really what their...
1: buddies, Comrades? Bodyguards? I don't know. Um,
0: Cut to Zhao, who is reprimanding the Fire Days festival guards to get information about where the Avatar went, and he says this... Go completely gold line. I don't care about your local crime rates.
1: So, like, there's no fight, there was no fights. We had this, this. It actually went yeah. really well this year. <laughs> to oh, which he John. says, I don't care about your local crime rates.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, Che, after himself. talking to Zhang Zhang, tells the gang that he was mistaken to bring them there and then that they should leave. Uh, Che mentions that Zhang Zhang could tell that Ang had not mastered water bending and earth bending just by the way Ang walked into camp which is pretty fucking cool. Like,
1: Got red that's pretty cool. Without, without seeing him.
0: Yeah. Um, confused by this, Aang goes to confront Zhang Jong himself, who tries to get him to leave. And because he is convinced, Aang is not ready to learn firebending, citing the Aang's disinterest in learning discipline and his need to learn water and earth first. Suddenly, the fire goes out and the spirit of Avatar Roku makes contact with Jong Jong, and insists that he teach Aang firebending. I have a couple of questions here.
1: Yeah, I was confused by this too. Number
0: one, are are they in the spirit world?
1: Well, he didn't leave his spot technically. Personally, well, I they don't. You don't have to. I mean, okay, okay. Well, it's not like they were like he was like purposefully trying to enter, but like, I don't I, personally. I don't think so. I think it was more like. Well, I'm we've mentioning. seen
0: people accidentally get into the spirit world. Good before. point. The
1: spirit world doesn't have bathrooms. Yeah, I know.
0: <sighs> is it? Was it just Avatar Roku just being so angry from beyond the grave that he literally pulled Jong Zhang Jong's spirit into the spirit world to have a word? Because this was not. This was well, not. How, Avatar do Roku came well, into how do you the explain tent? the
1: Kyoshi situation in Avatar Day?
0: Well, okay. So is it a was Roku? Okay. Well, that's different because they're not. It's not like. Roku is in the tent, like, they are somewhere else with, like, a tree behind them or something. Okay. That's why I thought they were in the spirit world. The Kiyoshi thing, she would just possess Aang and was there where everyone else was. Good in the point. physical environment. Okay.
1: okay.
0: So I don't know what this is. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say it was a, a spirit world thing. Okay. Um, you go ahead and do that. And, well, this isn't really a, a question. It's just an observation I made. But the bush or the small tree next to them that catches fire... For some reason I got like heavy Moses and the burning bush vibes.
1: Yep. I didn't like, think of that immediately, but now that you pointed out, that makes sense. I don't I think it's too I don't think it's like It's kind of an iconic, it's kind of, you know, kind of like iconic you know, imagery. That, iconic imagery. Exactly. Yeah. It's been seen a million different times throughout, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say it stuff. has like a direct correlation to how this episode pans out, but I thought I thought it was a maybe a nod nice whether intentional or, or unintentional. Um, but my second question was, what was Roku thinking? Why would he want Aang to learn the elements out of order?
1: Well, this is also the same guy who refused to take down his fascist boyfriend, so, you know. Uh, well, would exactly, you put it that not, way? Roku is not exactly that great at, like, decision-making things.
0: I don't know. Um, <laughs> See- do we get this? Do we get the sense that well no that's impossible. I was going to say do we get the sense that Avatar Roku and Jonjo knew each other but they're 100 years apart so probably not. Yeah. Um
1: well I mean no never mind. I was trying to make something about like King Boomy and stuff because you know is John also part of the White Lotus and, and Well okay, got, we don't know how lost. old he is. I Kyoshi was
0: like 200 years old. So obviously The aging works out definitely. I don't know. I I got the sense for some reason that they knew each other. It felt like they had been friends before or something. I'm not really sure. Um, But I just... I don't know. Like I just have to question, was Roku making the right decision here? Do you think he was just... I mean, he was the one that told Aang, you have to learn the rest of the elements before Summer's End. Do you just think he intervened because...
1: He decoration. realized
0: how many detours Aang was taking. He was like, hey, he's here. Just do it while he's here because he's going to be in another three other detours. Or maybe I he's know. starting to
1: realize, like, hey, there's some various fire nation, like people who are firebenders that don't want to kill him. That can probably count that many, many people on one hand right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I guess because Roku obviously probably did not foresee Aang meeting or, or um, having Zuko teaching firebending. So maybe it was just to act of desperation
1: because
0: mm-hmm. maybe Roku was thinking I mean how, who else is gonna do it if not yeah. Zhang Zhang maybe Roku just took it as a sign that Aang and Zhang met. I don't know
1: but uh, you know then it's a problem for later anyway with the, we get to season three so you know
0: right and I guess I guess Roku was like, yeah, he's learning it out of order, but these are special circumstances, special times. He just has to learn it when he can. Which... I mean,
1: every, uh, literally everything that's happening right now with Aang's training process is already off the book, uh, already, like, you know, off the shits. So Let's just, like, you know, I'm embracing it right now.
0: <laughs> well, if we are to infer that almost every Avatar's experience is similar to Aang and Korra's, there are never any, like, normal circumstances other apart from, like, Kurik that, that we know. It feels like there are always special circumstances going on in the world, especially when you're the person trying to keep everything in balance, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, with, like, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just like kind of using like how Roku trained as like the template almost that I'm picturing right now of like the training because mm-hmm. they have to go to different nations and train there and things like that. So, you know, I, that's what I was imagining with like other avatars that weren't Korra and Aang. Again, mm-hmm. I have not read the Kyoshi books, so, you know, I'm probably wrong there. But like, eh. I lost my train of thought. Let's yeah, just- I don't know.
0: I just I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, it's um, absolutely interesting. But the next day, Aang and Jon jong begin their training. Uh, it obviously doesn't live up to Aang's expectations as Jon jong seems to be more of a distance teacher. Um, in one instance, Zhang jong mentions that the power of firebending comes from the breath, which is actually exactly what Uncle Iroh says to Zuko in the first episode of the show. Um, so I love that consistency. Oh. But after a while, Aang gets fed up with his methods and goes to confront him again telling him that he wants to learn how to create fire. He wants to shoot it from his fingertips. And then John John tells Aang a story of an old student of his who only wanted to learn firebending for the power, and he lacked the restraint to control it. And then he says this line, learn restraint or risk losing yourself and everything you love, which I'm reading as a nod to not only Zhao's fate, but Zuko's. Because Zuko did not learn restraint in that cave in the the crystal caverns right because he didn't have the restraint to stop himself from going after Aang, he lost himself and he lost everything he loved including uncle iroh
1: oh boy i didn't even think about that
0: yeah i i think that's a nod to the 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 philosophical leanings of bending and how that applies to the rest of the show. Well, I mean,
1: fire isn't it the element of power?
0: Yeah, power. Yeah.
1: You know, you gotta have. You have yourself. You know, when you in a position of power or the element of power, you gotta. You know, yeah, interest, and you gotta, be, you, gotta be, you know, control yourself. Otherwise, you could become corrupted with power, mm-hmm. and also you can just you know. Like yeah, exactly. You get corrupted by the power, firebending, and corrupted by the power of the position that you're in with power, 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 power.
0: Right, and that's you know, and that's something to be said because considering Korra's villains, you don't get the sense that they're bend their element, the element that they bend is not the reason that they were corrupted with power, with Mm -hmm. fire, because it is such a, in some ways, an advantage and means of control and oppression. That that is the reason I mean Zhang Zhang says you when you're a firebender you walk a razor's edge into something else and savagery and it's a, it's a tight tight rope that every firebender has to walk to not fall to the to the bat side and because it's such a volatile element to control I really think it's interesting the way Zhang Zhang views firebending because he thinks of it as a curse like he says that he thinks that this is this is a curse. Which is really interesting coming from an actual Firebender. Like yeah. we don't really get a bender in this universe that hates Hate. the element that they exactly,
1: bend. exactly. I forgot. Yeah, That's right. A
0: lot of lot of deep stuff going on here in this in this Good episode, episode for sure. <laughs> Sorry. I <forgot> um.
1: It.
0: <laughs> so Zhang Zhang is called by his guards to check something out, and An gets real cocky and starts firebending on his own. Um, Katara tells him to be careful but he doesn't because he tries to mirror the move from the circus performer and the festival and he accidentally burns Katara's hands uh, she runs away and Aang-, Aang looks after her in horror this was shocking even yeah. watching it again I mean like the way it pan- pans out to- the whole time shout out to the music here because the whole time Aang is <clears throat> firebending the music is very like foreboding and kind of like unsteady um so i yeah i was it's it's a shocking scene
1: like as a viewer too like i mean the person who like just i just like again i knew it was gonna happen because as mm-hmm. soon as i started realizing what the episode actually was about then i'm like oh guitars can get burned in this i knew it was coming but i still had a hard time watching yeah yeah you know
0: it's really like oh shit like yeah mm-hmm um Zhang, Zhang comes back tells him they have to leave but not before giving Aang an extremely disappointed look um katara trying to ease the pain of the burns in the water uh by putting her hands in the water she accidentally discovers that she has the power of healing which Zhang Jong tells her he has seen from the great benders of the water tribes and wishes himself that he could have that ability because um, to him again fire only destroys that's all it that's all it does for him um. Uh, also, a, a big development for the universe, the idea of healing uh, with water. And uh, there was this one TikTok explaining how it actually makes a lot of sense that water bending has the power of healing because there is the way our body heals by itself is um there is a, st- a strong connect to how like the water in our body helps to heal uh, any injuries or anything. I have oh. to try to find it again and show you because it's a it's really, a really cool. Yeah. Well, um, suddenly, advantages. Zhao attacks the encampment and confronts Zhang Zhang, and we learn that Zhao was the student he tried to warn Aang about, which is not like a huge reveal because when Zhang Zhang was telling Aang about that student, it was kind of like fading in and out between like him and Zhao, so it was kind of obvious who he was talking about. Um, in a small cutaway scene, Aang tells Katara that he will never fire Bend again. Which he doesn't again. until season three. Yeah. So he kind of keeps keeps his word. But the idea that... I mean, it really makes sense the way he reacted. Because again, like, being an airbender, I mean, they're pretty much pacifists. They can help it, right? And mm-hmm. the idea that not only he hurt someone else, but it was someone he cared about, really got to him. And he doesn't want to have that ability again. So... Interesting, interesting thing to to hold on to and and keep a lookout for. Uh, Back to Zhang Zhang. Zhao tries to capture him, but he disappears in a flurry of firebending. Um, Zhao and Aang face off for the first time, like one on one, I think. Right.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Nope, that was not one on one with the blue spirit. Never mind. Never mind.
0: (laughs) No. Yeah. They weren't fighting Zhao in particular, but yeah. But it was It's not really a fight because Ang doesn't really have, a, um, you know, hit back. But he realizes that, you know, once he learns that Zhao was the student, he puts two and two together and he plays on Zhao's lack of control and restraint. Literally um, roasts
1: him. He really, he kind of he roasts him figuratively the entire time. Oh yes. <laughs> While um, have roast him literally.
0: <laughs> he continues to dodge his attacks and goad him into burning down all of his ships, winning the battle. Um, again, a, a very clever way of. Um, essentially the beating the bad guy. Uh, kind of like how we saw in Bato, the Water Tribe. Um, and yeah, they fly away on Appa. Katara heals Aang of a small burn, and Saka picks on her for all the first day that she provided him in the past. She's like, I guess I've is, always yeah. known how
1: to do this I think it's been immediately Saka Really? How about that time I got two fish hooks in my finger and, <laughs> I'm sorry That part made me laugh because it stuck with me like, How about that time I got two fish hooks stuck in my finger And then he's like how do you get two fish hooks Stuck in your finger and she's like well uh, He tried he to get tried the first to, one the, out with the second the other
0: one side. <laughs> Which also, seems very Saka
1: Well speaking of like uh, Water and like, healing and stuff like that so like You mm-hmm. know like there's like uh, hydrocolloid bandages, these things. Oh yeah. So it's like meant to create like a moist environment, and uh, you know helps heal that way. So it keeps like it's waterproof, but also has like, you know, it's like it provides a moist environment to help heal faster. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. It's interesting. On my desk, yeah, so I that's really,
0: ha- I really have to find that TikTok. I want to try to find it for our fandom corner one day. But Science. yeah, it's really interesting. Um, definitely really thought out, like everything else in the show. Um, but yeah, that's the episode 115 and
1: 116 Well, we're not done with this episode yet But we're done with the recapping the episodes Yeah, <laughs> yeah Okay, so, fandom corner this week Was this Interesting post that was found On Instagram I, I, I sent understand. it to you
0: because I was scrolling through Our, our social media feeds uh, Because we do follow a lot of meme accounts Um, and But like This so. was from, I believe avatar craze they didn't come up with the the what was we're about submission? to read you but they were kind of like they posted and they were like huh what do you guys think
1: I was confused the entire time with this one I will say like I just don't understand what what point they're trying to make so I'll just read it out loud and we'll talk about it
0: yeah this is from avatar craze on Instagram go follow them they they do a lot of cool things
1: on nice there. avatar craze go follow them okay so this uh post in particular focuses on the legend of Korra. So Avatar 1 was a useless plug-in, according to this person. He was introduced in Season 2 and removed at the very end. Something that would have been better was when Lok was destroying the past lives, Korra or someone saves Rava as he reaches the original Avatar. Then when Korra is trying to find guidance and calling on the past Avatars, she hit the chilling realization that the ones that she knows are gone. But Wan, in a final moment, approaches her in spirit form, helping her to fix the mistake he made in the past. This not only gives use to Wan, but gives Korra a unique mentor in Seasons 3 and 4. She, as a new beginning of the Avatar cycle, is learning and comparing to the original Avatar. It gives Wan something more than two filler episodes and puts more value on his and Korra's relationship. Well, I wouldn't say those episodes were filler whatsoever, number one. Um, so I want to preface
0: this, this I want not to cut you off. I want to yeah. preface this by saying I on a tier of posts in fandom that I dislike the most. These are the kinds of posts that I don't like. The ones that are like trying to rewrite like plot points almost always are never actually better than what that. is actually in the show. Mm-hmm. I said last week that I thought the finale for Game of Thrones was not that bad, and I remember when all of that was happening, and I was seeing what other people have done on Twitter, and it, all of it was like again not any better. So for, I already have a bias against these kind of posts anyway. Second of all, what where is the the sense? I don't I don't I don't know what they mean by. Korra or someone saves Raba as he reaches the, la- the original avatar. So is the idea that Unalak destroys all the past lives except for one because they because someone conveniently comes in and saves her from that and she only now has one to call upon.
1: Personally, it's just better. I mean, like, well, Juan literally had no one to guide her as an avatar and giving Korra that exact same position without having him you know, if you want to set up a good parallel between the two of them, that is the way you freaking do it. But you I know? also
0: don't. Why do we? Why did? Why do they need to have any sort of parallel? They yeah. don't. I
1: mean, it's like I
0: mean, Avatar. It Avatar one was a character in another story. Mm-hmm. Even if he did show up in Korra, it was within the context of his own story of his own life. And I don't feel like they need to have any sort of relationship. I get the symbolic nature of the first Avatar of the first millennia and the the first avatar of the new millennia after harmonic convergence
1: what's millennia well millennia is a thousand years what's millennia times 10
0: centennial i don't know um or is that a hundred thousand i don't know know like generation let's just say generation of ten thousand years um yeah i don't i don't feel like they need to have a relationship and just because just because he only showed up in two episodes doesn't mean he was useless like
1: like, his episodes, like, actually helped to set the stage for the season finale. You know, explain exactly. what... It helped to explain what the... what, Uloc, what Not only what Ulok was doing, but also mm-hmm. what Korra needed to do. And also, to be honest, we all kind of wanted to know how the first... What the first Avatar was like. And we got that answer.
0: Korra would not would not have known about Harmonic conver- Convergence... episode. ...if a- she didn't see what happened with Avatar One. Mm. So... Okay, so that's yeah. He's not useless.
1: He's not um, useless. Right, he, also, that, that, that has been debunked.
0: <laughs> yeah, check. Um, I also, also don't really love the idea. Um, uh, Juan. Uh, it gives Cora a unique mentor at season three and season four. I think it would have been completely emotionless to have Juan be Cora's mentor because we don't know a whole lot about him, and she already has mentor figures. Plenty so, of them. and it's, I just thought it would have been lazy, honestly. Like, yeah, like one would have had all the answers. Like, the point in season three and season four. I mean, Korra is hardcore struggling in those last two seasons, and for her, and the fact that she has no past avatars to call upon is the reason that it's so good, because she is forced to find other solutions. She can't just rely on the wisdom. fact that she is the avatar. And also you like, know. find
1: other means of wisdom too. Find other people to pull it from besides
0: yeah, and pull of it from within herself.
1: Exactly, That's and she also she has like, to
0: adjust everything in season three and season four, especially season three at the very beginning. She has to adjust now that she doesn't have those past lives to call upon anymore. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like she was calling on them for every single little thing in the past, but. There was always that safety blanket, right? Yeah. And let's not forget season one. Aang was giving her all the tea on Yakone
1: and gave her her bending back.
0: Yeah, I don't really want to imagine what season three and season four would have been like if if she had any of the past lives there. Like, I don't think it would have been nearly as interesting.
1: Another thing I wanted to say with like, um, I mean, she's just, like, and the one other part that kind of bothers me is like, Cora or someone saves Rava or someone or someone. You know, like, I think, yeah. they part of made. I mean, like, season two was kind of a mess, but the finale was really good because, like, you know, you see how powerful Korra is, even without the Avatar spirit. Like, she literally, like, was able to, like, she didn't have her bending. She, she didn't have her past lives. She literally just pulled from within herself and made a really cool blue giant of herself and freaking astral, you know, astral projects herself to go find yeah. another blue, another giant. You're like, that's pretty freaking cool. Like, Sorry. yeah, she doesn't,
0: I mean... yeah, she from her. She doesn't need know man. That's from
1: her. That's not just from, like, the fact that she, like, she's, like, she has the Avatar spirit taken out of her. She did that herself, okay? Like, right. I just don't, I just... Sorry, you know. this is just, this is a whole lot of mess.
0: Again, I just don't like these posts that's like, all right, I'm gonna rewrite blah, 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 blah. Even if, even if it's for, like, if it's, um... Things that I watched and I hated, I don't want to watch another person be like, well, this is what I would have done. Because there is, ugh, I just have no interest in any of that, honestly. It I don't know. Depends,
1: it depends on, like, sometimes I, like, watch, like, there's a there's a good video on, like, what if the prequels were good or something like that. And I like those videos. But sometimes, you know, Evol's, like, I put a lot more time into it. This person looks like they put maybe all of uh 30 minutes in you know well i
0: am being a little hypocritical here because i do love fan fiction oh, and yeah. that is in some cases a rewrite but it's yeah. not in a like here's how i would have done it sort exactly. of exactly there's, a, there's like
1: less pretension pretension is that even the right word yeah, it's less, it's less pretentious. Like that. it's less pretentious this feels more pretentious pretentious english yeah. <laughs> so yeah uh, i was i don't know i
0: mean like where's this person's tv pilot like that's what i want to yeah. know like
1: exactly that's, that confused. was the thing
0: with the Game of Thrones thing too. I'm like, oh well, I can't wait to see all of your TV pilots coming in September because apparently we're all writers now. Like,
1: yeah, I don't exactly. know.
0: There's just a a fine line I think between um like fandom engagement and then like this kind of thing. Like I just mm-hmm. I just don't vibe with it, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, now that we've thoroughly torn that apart. Let's move on to our social media plug. We plugged it at the yeah. beginning, but we're going to do it again because, you know, that's how we do it. If you feel like we missed something in our discussion or maybe disagree with a theory or this fandom corner that we just talked about. Or uh, we, we have a hear theory on
1: how Miyuki um, uh, got in trouble with the Fire Nation. After. Yeah.
0: Or if you have any, any um, you know, headcans about how Miyuki got in trouble with the Fire Nation, we want to hear them. Uh, you can email those directly to us at uh, at gmail.com, Or you can follow us at Facebook and Instagram at the Avatar Hour Podcast and Twitter at Avatar Hour. And if you would like to follow us personally and you want to know what my Halloween costume looks like, you can find me on Twitter at heyitsunderscoreAndre.
1: And you can find me at Kayla underscore underscore Gagman.
0: All right. That's it.
1: That's it. <laughs> we did it.
0: I hope you guys had a good, fun, safe Halloween. We've got two more recap episodes and then our very, very fun live stream episode. Thank you Take guys care. so much for listening. I'm Andre. And I'm Kayla. Bye, everyone.
1: Bye.